I, and I would just like to point out that they brought back the Blue Devil. Oh, was Wood, he back for that Wood, scene? Woodchuck Todd is no longer there. It's Blue Devil Todd. Blue Devil Todd. Blue oh, Devil he Todd. changes his forms. Yeah. Like Pokemon. Um, yes. Wow, that was nerdy. <laughs> that was nerdy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. No? no? All right. We don't like that. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And you've made it here. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Easy A. And before we get started, if you are listening to us on Spotify, please follow us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review. We love to uh, read those. And as well, it tells other people about us. So it's very, very nice when you review us. And as well, you can uh, reach out to us on TikTok or Instagram. Uh, We literally respond to every single person and we love getting your messages. So if there's a movie you want us to review or if there's any comments that you have, you can reach out that way like Taylor did. She said uh, on our Instagram, hey guys, I just wanted to say that I am obsessed with your podcast. I started listening on Sunday and I'm already nine episodes deep. She messaged (laughs) us on a Tuesday morning. That's like three, yeah, three episodes a day. I like it. It's a lot. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. She said, I wanted to point out that I think Sarah sounds very similar to Hillary Duff. I don't know if you get that often. (laughs) I don't think we've ever gotten that. Uh, she says, but it's so crazy listening to your voice. Your voice, you're both so captivating and bounce off each other really well. I can't wait to watch you grow. Thank you so much. Lots Thank of love you. from an Aussie listener. Taylor is from Australia. That is so cool. Well, now we need to find out if it's true or not. <laughs> so we have, um, this is a clip of like Hillary Duff doing a bunch of Disney drops. Like just, hey, it's Hillary Duff from the Disney Channel and blah, blah, blah. So this is what it sounds like. Hi, I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Okay, give it to us, Sarah. Hi, I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Ooh, that's close. One more time. Hi, I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Hi, I'm Hillary Duff from Lizzie McGuire, and you're watching the Disney Channel. That's creepy. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> that's a little creepy. Oh, really? <laughs> that's... I mean, hey, I love Hillary Duff. So shout out to Hillary Duff, because I used to watch Lizzie McGuire all the time. To be fair, that is like a 15-year-old Hillary Duff, so I don't know <laughs> if that's a compliment or not. You sound like a 15-year-old Hillary Duff. Well, I mean, I don't think your voice really changes all that much. No, I mean, she does sound kind of young. But <laughs> thank you so much for the message, Taylor. So Easy A is a 2010 teen dramedy with a little bit of romance wedged in there. It's directed by our friend Will Gluck. We know him from Friends with Benefits. Easy A centers around Olive Pendergast, played by Emma Stone. She's a 17-year-old from California who's a little bit on the nerdy side. And Olive ends up lying to her best friend, Rhiannon, played by Ali Machalka. She lies and talks about how she lost her virginity to some random guy. And she literally just tells this story, probably just to feel cool to her friend. But... No, it's to get out of going camping with her family. Right. It's like the excuse. 100%. But she could have just not lied. Oh, Absolutely. I think there was that an was element deep, where she... That was a deep lie. Yeah. <laughs> right off the bat. And it like, continues to go deeper <laughs> totally. throughout the movie. But the problem is Marianne Bryant overhears this story of teen coitus. Um, and Marianne is a devout Christian played by Amanda Bynes. And she spreads the story around school about Olive Pendergast. Um, oh, no. She she slept with someone. How horrible. 
And this kind of coincides with Olive's class reading the story, The Scarlet Letter. Mm -hmm. So the themes kind of run hand in hand, and that is the tee-up to our story of EZA. Some other characters of note, Penn Badgley is our love interest named Todd. He's also the school mascot. Woodchuck Todd. Woodchuck Todd, yeah. (laughs) Dan Bird is a guy named Brandon uh, who ends up blackmailing Olive. Mm -hmm. And Patricia Clarkson, Stanley Tucci, they play Dill and Rosemary Pendergast. Those are Olive's parents. And Lisa Kudrow's in this, Phoebe. Um, as well as Thomas Hayden Church. They play Mr. and Miss Griffith, who's a married guidance oh. counselor and teachers. And they play an important role near the end of the movie. They do. Let me just begin by saying that there are two sides to every story. And this is my side, the right one. I used to be anonymous, a nothing, a non-entity. Olive. That's your name, right? Yeah. Uh, we've had nine classes together since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So here it is, part one. Just a Do you want to go out with me? Brandon, just a couple hours ago, you told me you were gay. You said I should pretend to be straight. I didn't mean with me. I am tormented every day at school. Just one good imaginary fling. Which brings us to part two. You set Olive with Brandon? No grunt and make it convincing. You ready for the grand finale? Yeah. What? Thank you. What is that? I always thought that pretending to lose my virginity would be a little more special. Judy Bloom should have prepared me for that. What are your thoughts on Easy A? Oh, I like Easy A. It's a fun movie. It it has a lot of a lot of what you'd go through or a lot of what you go through in high school. Were you blackmailed? No, uh, no, 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 not that piece. sex with people? Not that piece, <laughs> but like the fact that like rumors can travel so fast. Yes. And they're not, um, good news doesn't travel fast. Rumors travel fast. And I think, you know, it. it if you haven't been a part of a rumor or been about a rumor, you've at least heard a rumor. In high school. You've helped in the spreading of a rumor, perhaps. Maybe, or you've heard one and hopefully stopped it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fun movie. They have fantastic actors and actresses in this movie. I think it was very well casted. Everyone provides a really good piece to this movie. I, I like it. I mean, I, I will say, girls have it really hard. And I kind of talk about it later on, but, you know, the rumor starts about Olive and she's viewed as somebody who's an adulterer or a a slut or you know whatever and then the guy is seen as the The conqueror yeah and it just it's so shitty yeah and i hate that but i think that's the point of this movie right it's like a modern day scarlet letter and it's to it is to prove that nothing's really changed but but the conversations are happening right this movie is a conversation of hey that's that's a double standard. Yes, and absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And 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 I think Olive being so smart and so independent, her character was very well written to be a modern day, like break down those barriers. I find this movie is really strange to rewatch. Oh, really? Because it comes at a, like Emma Stone is fantastic, I think. And this movie really was her lead up to stardom, it wasn't was. it? was, Because yeah, before yeah, yeah. EZA, she had that one role in Superbad. Mm-hmm. She was also in Zombieland. And that's kind of it. EZA, this is her first big starring role. And after yeah. this comes out, Crazy Stupid Love, she picks up two Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. Aloha, La La Land, and now Cruella. Yes. 
I haven't seen that yet. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. So it's kind of we see a, see a tale of two actresses, really, because we have Emma Stone here, and this is a jumping off point movie. Then we have Amanda Bynes. I didn't realize, like, I knew she, I thought she had not done much since this movie. Mm-hmm. This is literally the last movie she ever did. It is. I know. So far, anyway, I'm still I'm still holding out hope that yes. maybe she'll get back. Yeah. But um, I thought Emma Stone was really solid, but like. Honestly, rewatching this movie, Amanda Bynes kills me. And I forgot how funny she is because now, <laughs> you know, Amanda Bynes, th- there was a different story outside of her acting ability yep. that really came to the forefront. Like she was just in the news a lot um, for the wrong reasons, really. Mm-hmm. She can nail comedy. Oh, God, yeah. I yeah was... She had her own comedy show with Nickelodeon <laughs> yeah. called The Amanda Show. So this movie was a fun, like... Oh my God, guys, Amanda Bynes is funny. And somehow I had forgotten because of all the other stuff around her that Amanda Bynes is so funny yes. in this movie. Okay, question. Have you ever seen She's All, uh, She's the Man? Yes, I did. Well, like back when it came out, okay. was that 08? I think, and I mean, I'm obviously going to talk about this again when I when we watch the movie, but I have seen that movie like over 200 times. Classic question on this podcast. Is that a romantic comedy? Can we rewatch yes, it? it? Yes. Because yes. I would say Easy A is a stretch for a comedy. No, or a romantic there's comedy. more of a ROM in um, She's the Man. I'm interested. Yeah, because yeah, Channing Tatum's in it and that's her oh love interest. God. But he, she's playing his roommate because she pretends to be her twin brother. And that's the movie where she has like the Justin Bieber haircut, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. yes. All right, great, yes. Great. That is exactly it. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And he's concerned as to why she brought or he brought uh, tampons. And he says that it's used for nosebleeds. Right. So a, oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, such a good movie. Anyway. Let's dive into Easy A. Yes. Okay. So Rhiannon, do you know that Rhiannon um, has a band with her sister? Like not Rhiannon, but the... Um, the actress. The actress, Allie. And then um, she has a band with her sister, AJ. What's the band called? It is called Allie and AJ. Which <laughs> is a creative, wow. Yeah. Rhiannon invited her to go camping with her family, but she, Olive says no and makes up an excuse saying that she can't go because she has to date a guy in college named George. Right. Um, but really it's because her parents are crazy hippies. Do you ever, did you ever have a friend who had parents you didn't want to be around? Uh, for different reasons. Like I never had, it was always the opposite. It's like, oh man, Alex would love to go over to your house, <laughs> but your dad is going to make me chop wood or something, you know, oh, like yeah. the, I feel like I didn't have the two liberal friends, parents. It was always the, what are you kids up to over there? And, uh, Got smoking weed down there, and then the answer was yes. But but you know it was always frightening. It sounds like the uh, Rhiannon's parents would be totally the down. Total with that. opposite. Yeah. I mean, I think if I Actually, showed up, I think he was high, right? One of them had. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they were outside, and I'm pretty sure they tried passing her a bong. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it would be super awkward if I showed up to somebody's house and their parents were naked in the yard dancing. I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really? great. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So she gets a card. Olive gets a card from her grandmother with five dollars in it. The card itself plays a song, Natasha Bedingfield's. I got a pack of packets But she hates it. She hates it. But by the end of the weekend, she loves it. Of course, because that's how that song works. That's an earworm song. An earworm song. Yes, that's what I also had here. An earworm song. Top five most earworm songs. 
Natasha Bedingfield, Pocket Full of Sunshine. Okay. What else are you going to put on that board? Earworm songs. It, you you love to hate it. Um, Wonderwall? Not necessarily love to hate it, but it's just like you hear it once and you're going to sing it all freaking day. Oh, what was that song that I was singing this yeah, weekend? Yeah, the TikTok song. Something about on an adventure. Cheese time. No. Mbop. Mm. Oh, Hanson. Mbop. 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 Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, Barbie Girl, Aqua. Okay. What? Absolutely it is. Hey Ya by Outcast has oh, to be on the board. Absolutely, hands down, Hey Ya. The last one I have is Eiffel 65 Blue. Oh, I did have that one, too. I thought of that one. I feel like they're all, you know, late 90s, early 2000s I was going to say, songs. were we just incessantly annoying in the 90s that all of these songs come from the same era? I feel like, you know... Because, like, can... Who Let the Dogs Out would also fall into that category, yeah, I think. Yeah, or um, Push It, Salt and Pepper. Oh, I don't think that's that earwormy. No. Ah, it's a bop. Push It. Push I guess it. not, Yeah, eh? I don't think it is. Well, I suck. I think that's a just a good song. I suck. <laughs> Oasis Wonderwall is good. Oh, what's that Blink-182 song? Yes. Where are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. So after the weekend, Olive goes back to school and Rhiannon asks, like, how was your weekend? How was your date with George? And she lies to her best friend by saying that she did have sex with George. George. And lose her V card. And Rhiannon, like, and I think Olive actually doesn't, say that Rhiannon just kind of takes her words out of context and then runs with it yeah Rhiannon kind of pushed her into this revelation and yeah and like Rhiannon did not she immediately just stopped listening to Olive and just went on her own like thought process and then just like carried it on and of course Marianne's listening over here our girl Amanda Bynes heard it and she's upset because she is devoutly Christian and that is how dare somebody have sex before marriage at her high school? Unacceptable. Yes, she's got a quite a big problem with it. And this is where, you know, like lies travel fast. By the end of the day, the entire school is talking about how Olive has lost her V-card to this college guy named George and that she needs to be canceled. And Amanda Bynes has some of my favorite lines in this movie because Olive confronts uh, Marianne about this. Yes. And Marianne just starts hitting her with the, um, you've made Listen, your own bed. I'm not the one that you have to answer to for your depraved behavior. There's a higher power that will judge you for your indecency. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I hope for your sake that God has a sense of humor. Oh, I have 17 years worth of anecdotal proof he does. <laughs> you've made your bed. I just hope for your sake that you've cleaned the sheets. She got the team mascot canceled because it was a blue devil yes. and she didn't like the association with hell. Yeah. Um, and so they became the woodchucks. They became the woodchucks. Which is so much worse. Yeah, and the scene where the mascot comes into the <laughs> gymnasium and he's like... Nim, 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 and he's nim, eating nim, the wood that's <laughs> like weird. a corn on the cob. That's so much worse than blue devils. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, as all have said, they... Uh, absolutely enjoyed devil todd shirtless oh certainly then woodchuck todd with a full suit of a woodchuck yeah amanda Bynes was a hilariously outrageous character in this movie she was a good character to add to the dynamic of the scarlet letter premise i think you mistook fantastic is what you're trying to say right 
What impeccable. Impeccable. You said good. Oh, she I'm deserves sorry. more than good, Sarah. Fantastic. Oh. Okay, so my best scene is next. Is it the parents? It's the parents. Yeah, I love Dill and Rosemary. Yep. Also, I've never heard of um the name Dill. <laughs> Dill and Rosemary, yeah, I know. So um <laughs> the writing and the banter for the parents and I think just their ability of being like to act so well also helps and the banter with Olive and you can just tell from this initial kitchen scene that they're all extremely intellectual. Mm-hmm. They're very, very smart family. And you have actually like if you watch the movie, listen to their conversation because it is so low key hilarious. Yeah. Yes, you were upstairs. Yeah. You would testify to that? Yeah. I would take a bullet for you. You know that. That is comforting. That's how I am. That's how I roll. That's how I do. <laughs> yeah, and you've got two actors who are extremely strong there. Like Stanley Tucci is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So they just throw him into this movie for like five minutes at a time here and there. <laughs> and I think it was like uh, Patricia Carlson Clarkson is the mom and yes. she's great. Oh, she's wonderful. They are so sweet and equally strange. I just realized how nice... It is to watch a romantic comedy where the parent figures, neither of them are horrible. Yeah. So often parents in romantic comedies have some kind of like fatal flaw that the main character either has to get over or deal with mm. or grow past. Because I was thinking about this mm-hmm. as I was breaking down this movie, Easy A, and the parents, I thought, um, well, you know, we, ju- we just did 50 first dates. Yeah. So that father lies to his daughter every single day about memory loss. 10 things I hate about you. The dad is so overprotective that he won't even let his daughters date. Yep. The notebook, Allie's parents are classist and they hate Noah just because he's not rich. So like, it's almost a cliche that the parents have some kind of horrible aspect to mm-hmm. them. Whereas in this movie, it's just like, it's so refreshing to have two parents that are from a normal household, like the household, nobody's divorced. They're really supportive. supportive They're gentle. Yep. They're understanding. And I thought, wow. It's kind of nice. Yes, like the, yes. The parents are nice, nice characters. That's cool. Yeah, and I loved that the writing in those kitchen scenes is, you know, you have the the little brother Bryce Clyde Jenkins who plays Chip. Um, he is so innocent. Yeah. And he doesn't really know what they're talking about, and so he's asking certain questions like, "Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean?" And the parents come up with such a witty remark and reply to him that it just added to the intellectual conversation, but so great and so funny. Yeah. Like he is um, clearly adopted. Yeah. And he makes a joke like, um, <laughs> I think the mom makes a joke. He's talking about how he's not growing very fast. And the mom is like, well, we're all late bloomers. And he says, I'm adopted. And Stanley Tucci's character like, but we're a family of late bloomers. I didn't until I was 14, nor did Olive. Why does that matter? I'm adopted. What? Oh, my God. Who told you? Guys, we were going to do this at the right time. Um, and so then we move to uh, back to school the next day. And Olive is in her favorite class, which is English. Mm-hmm. And her favorite teacher, Mr. Griffith. Did you ever have a cool English teacher? I didn't have a cool English teacher. Our English teachers were uh, very severe. Um, (laughs) yeah, they were like, but they like in a good way, they were very passionate. The like wing it classes were all the great teachers like philosophy. Oh my God. You had a philosophy class. That's cool. Yeah. We never did. Really? No, we, I, I had a really cool English teacher. I mean, I liked all my English teachers. Um, but we had a, we had an English teacher, Mr. C. He did not, he decided that he did not want to teach us Romeo and Juliet. He had us read 
The Catcher in the Rye. Oh, cool. Which I absolutely love that book. You know what? To be fair, like 90% of kids in those English classes who were supposed to read Romeo and Juliet also- Watched the movie? That probably just you, didn't read it. Do you remember, um, was it was it Cole's Notes? Like oh, you'd Cole's get, Notes was great. Yeah, you'd go to yeah. chapters and you, or Barnes and Nobles or Barnes and Noble or whatever, and go and buy the Cole's Notes version. So you would just get the highlights and be able to write your essays. Like um, I had a friend do that for Frankenstein when we read Frankenstein. Well, the key is that every class has that one Hi. rich kid who just buys the Cole's <laughs> Notes for everything and then you just cheat off him. <laughs> Well, it was always awkward when they would be like, all right, so we just read that chapter. Let's discuss. Uh, Devin, what do you think? And you're like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. So you just try to be really vague. Like, well, the main character, um, conflicted guy, I think. And they're like, it's like 90% of novels. Yeah, conflict is a pretty key theme. <laughs> I think when she's in English class, she gets called out by Marianne's friend, who is just as rude, in my opinion, to Olive as Olive is back to her and the other girl does not get detention. Correct. Only Olive gets detention, yeah. which is ridiculous. And then we get that hilarious moment in the office where oh Olive God. is just sitting there and Amanda Bynes, Marianne is stapling yes. the same piece of paper over and over, just trying to get Olive's attention. Just like, Gun. is this, Gun. Oh, she's not, Gun. she's not sharpening the pencils at this point. No, she's not sharpening mm, that, okay. them at this point. I don't think okay. maybe that's the conversation starts. She starts sharpening. Okay. The pencils. I couldn't remember. Cause they are the, yeah, they, that does happen. But this <laughs> is when she meets, she goes to detention and this is where she meets Brandon. Brandon is someone who a, has another rumor about him actually. Um, and it's not really a rumor, but he just hasn't accepted that he wants everybody to in school to know that he is gay. Yeah. And he feels that he can't be himself and that he's made fun of constantly for being gay. And basically he asks Olive to lie about having coitus with him to show the rest of the school that he is not gay. Um, is and- that the word of the pod coitus? That's how we're going to address all <laughs> well, this. I, I don't know. Sexuality I could, I could just here. say sex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Is that a word you have to bleep out? It's a retroactive. No, it's a retroactive oh, okay. drinking game. Every time we say coitus, you take a drink. Oh my gosh. Okay. So anyway, so, um, Olive agrees to have pretend sex, but they have to make it believable. They have to do it at the party that's coming up and they have to make a scene. Yeah, the fatal flaw of Olive in this movie is that she just, she can't help but help people, and it's destructive by the end of it. Like, even this with Brandon, it's like, say say no. Like, don't do that. That's a a bad idea. She says a lady's choice and a gentleman's agreement, and they agree to do this for Brandon. But yeah, she has this, you know, this need to help people, and it's a detriment to her. It makes her look worse every single time she says yes. And it's it's so funny because every single time the guy looks great and she just continuously looks worse in the eyes of everyone else. When, in fact, she hasn't even done anything. They're paying her in gift cards or coupons, which is absolutely ridiculous, for pretend sex. So the party, the, they pretend to have sex and everyone outside the door is listening to the train wreck that they that, that is happening inside. Yeah, pretty like, horrible. It's it, it It's a little awkward. Like the, you got to moan and the moaning is not, it's not well done. Yeah. And the, uh, Sounds yeah. Sounds like a dead bird at some time, some yes. moments. Runt, yeah. Grunt. <laughs> moan, you know, like, like, like sex noises. God, you are pathetic. Shh. 
It's awful. But you know, she takes it in stride and decides that it hasn't gotten her gotten to her yet but she starts putting a's if people are going to call her an adulterer or a slut then you know what she's going to live up to the name and she's going to put a's on her clothing right so we actually get a premonition scene here she puts the 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 a on her what's she wearing in that scene she's wearing like an all black top i want to say something leather I feel like it had wild Cruella DeVille vibes. Oh, gosh. With the all oh black, my God. but just a bright red on her chest. I don't think they th- had the forethought that she was going to be the Cruella. No, but I'm just saying, like, I saw that scene and I thought, wow, that does look like Cruella. Oh. Maybe some Disney executive was going through the archives and they saw this scene on EZA and said, can Emma Stone be a Cruella DeVille? I think she could. Hmm. Maybe. Brandon is basically asked, don't tell anybody that this happened. I'm doing this for you. That doesn't really last very long because when Olive is walking by the pool at school, which is awesome, like what a cool school that is. A guy at the pool approaches her to help her the way that she helped Brandon. What bugged me the most was that when she said no, he said, I don't need your permission. That's not cool at all. And this is kind of when you started to see that she was being taken advantage by the guy, by the guys. She like, was losing control of the situation. And then, you know, she says no and and he goes and sits down and sulks and is sad. And she says, you know what, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for a hundred bucks. And says that if he had been a gentleman and asked her on a date, she would have just said yes to begin with and not given him such a hard time. Which, I mean, I think valid that she gave him a hard time to begin with because not cool, man. Not cool. Rumor now, at this point in the movie, is that she has sex for money. We have a problem. Olive Pendergast. We need to pray for her. Amen. But we also need to get her the hell out of here. Amen. I'm sure you guys heard what happened at Melody Bostick's party. I was there. I heard the whole thing. That's not something you need to advertise, Kurt. Sorry. But I was. Which... In she reality, she has pretends fake sex to, for money. Right. She <laughs> pretends to have sex for money. So pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yep. <laughs> so how does, do you remember how Olive and Marianne become friends? Olive is waiting to see the guidance, guidance counselor. <gasps> yes. Miss Griffith. Sometimes our boyfriend's parents, they get divorced, you know, and it's important to remember it's not your fault. So I got to go. They go to our church. And when she's in the lobby, Marianne admits that Micah's parents are getting a divorce. And Olive is basically just standing there being a not horrible human. How she's like, oh, they're there. It's going to be fine. And Marianne's hugging her and she's so emotional. And then somehow Marianne comes to the deluded conclusion that I got through to her. She's she's on the path to Christ now. Yeah, exactly. She's saved. I got through to you. Uh, I'm so sorry about everything I said. I'm so, so sorry. I mean, I really want us to be friends. Can we please be friends? Absolutely. Yay! Yay! Then Micah is admitted to the hospital because he's in pain. So much pain from his parents' divorce. Turns out that he has... Chlamydia. Oh, was it chlamydia? The context here is that Micah is dating Marianne. Yes. And they're saving themselves for marriage. Absolutely. And he goes to the doctor. It turns out you have an STI. And his mom, who is another churchgoer, is freaking out being like, who is it? Who did this to you? 
And he blurts out the sluttiest name he can think of, which is Olive Pendergast. Dun, dun, dun. So then Marianne thinks, oh no, Olive had sex with my guy, Micah. Shit hits the fan because they are no longer friends. No, and this is where this movie takes a really drastic, slightly unrealistic turn for me. Because, okay, so what? Olive starts out, she lies to her best friend about having coitus. Take a drink. (laughs) She starts feuding with Marianne. She lies for Brandon, pretends to have sex. She lies for that other guy. And then a slew of other guys. Yeah, a few other guys. But then we, we do a full drop out of nowhere into... Miss Griffith mm-hmm. is actually the one who had ha, has been having sex with Micah. So that is a guidance counselor having sex with a student. And I will note, she does point out that he has been held back several years and is actually 21. That's her rationale. Yes, She's which also is weird. cheating on her husband, who is a teacher, <gasps> Mr. Yes, Griffith. Who is Olive's favorite teacher. And also Micah gave her an STI. And then what happens? She starts crying about how her life is over, how her career is over, how her marriage is over, and Olive covers for Miss Griffith. The worst. The worst move. That is, you're so right. That is exactly at the point where it's it's too much. Olive has too many secrets, has too much. She's lost control. So she leaves school after that point, and they are protesting. Marianne's group is protesting with signs saying that she's a slut. Yeah. And that they want her, her gone. She seeks out faith, which is really interesting that that's where she then turns to to gain some answers and goes to see a pastor. And it turns out that it is Marianne's dad. Oh, my God. I totally rewatching this. There are certain aspects of this movie that I did forget, one of which was this one. I knew as soon as I saw the actor, I was like, hey, there's something funny that's coming. Well, it's Fred Armisen. Anytime you see him in a movie, he is the best. We just need one guy for 100%. 30 seconds to be funny. Yeah. With a strange character. Yes. That strange guy. character. Every yeah. time. Yeah. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, okay, this is going to be good, but I don't remember what happens. And then I saw the picture and I was like, oh my God. Yes. That is Marianne's father. Yes. He is the pastor at the church. Oh my God. In the inner monologue of Olive, she she's saying, um, you know, she wishes with all of this that someone would have asked her on a date by now. And then this guy does. And brings her to the lobster shack. Um, he turns out to be an absolute complete ass. Um, gives her a 200 gift card to have sex with her. Um, and it's disgusting when he tries to force himself on her. Um, and she pushes back. And luckily, Woodchuck Todd is there to yeah. take her home. So that is um, that is Rhiannon's... Uh, Love interest. Yeah, previous boyfriend, I guess. I'm trying to remember Crush. his name. Anson. But that's getting to the point where the world starts shattering around her. What's going on? Spiraling out of yeah. control. It's it's enough at this point where, you know, she needs to decide. Like, she needs to make a change, and she knows that. And so Woodchuck Todd drives her home. Oh, my Are God. I'm still calling him Woodchuck Todd. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I do believe that that is his character. Oh, on IMDb, it says Woodchuck yes, Todd. Yes, it is. So... I'm sorry. I will continue to call him Woodchuck Todd. Let's keep going with it. Um, he's kind of been here and there throughout the movie. Like has, at the party, he's he there. He shows up randomly. Yeah, and at I the can, pool, I, he's there. I love how he was, his character was integrated in the movie. I love mm. how he was just kind of everywhere but not. And he, you can tell that he does like Olive, but you're not 100% sure just because he pops he, up here and there. And I love it. And I like that. That didn't need to be the main part of the story. Like, Emma Stone is going to carry this movie. It's going to be her story, and then he's kind of 
This love interest we're going to squeeze in at the end, but it doesn't need to be the story. The story isn't Woodchuck Todd until the end, and yeah. then it is. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a nice twist. Um, it's so funny because Woodchuck Todd knows where she lives, and she asks, how do you remember where I live? And he said, we used to carpool. And she goes, yeah, but like in second grade, how do you remember? <laughs> and... It was really sweet that he does remember all these certain things about her, or maybe you're not, maybe this was his audition for the show. You, oh my God, he was on you! Wow, he is the main character. He isn't he like the main like? He is. Anyway, maybe this was his audition by saying that he knew everything about her. Anyway, she likes him. He likes her. So cute when he asks to kiss her. She says no because she wants it to be perfect. And I mean, I get that. You know, like after whatever happened at the Lobster Shack. You want it to be something special and perfect if a guy who you actually really like wants to kiss you, you'd you'd want to wait for it, you know. And at that point, she decides that she wants to set the record straight. Um, She wants to reach out to Brandon. And so she kind of runs out of this diner to go and find Brandon. And um, Miranda from Lizzie McGuire is there. I don't know if you know, but the person that she runs into the street, I, I don't know her character name because I don't really think that they say her name in the movie, but... That is Miranda from Lizzie McGuire. Wow. Anyway, she says, oh, did you hear that Brandon moved to moved away with his boyfriend and he's no longer around? So then she has to go to every single guy to ask them to come clean. And of course, what guy would like what guy? And I like I knew as she was doing that, I was like, yeah, right. No guy's going to come out and say that it was fake and that he paid for it. <laughs> Ridiculous. She even goes to the guidance counselor, Mrs. Griffith, to ask. And um, basically, she says no, like, screw you, Olive. And then Olive runs and tells Mr. Griffith the, the truth. And she also finally tells her mom. And I loved this scene when she tells her mom, because that is like, that's a supportive parent, you know, like, you got to roll with the punches and this is what happened. Okay, let's figure it out instead of getting mad at her. And, and I really liked that scene. And then, so throughout this movie, it's being told from the point of view of Olive doing some kind of webcast. It's like a web vlog series. And you don't really understand it. You think she's just telling you the story based like like through her computer webcam. Kind of strange. But then it all comes together near the end where they do this... This absurd musical number in the gymnasium. Yeah. Featuring Woodchuck Todd. I gather it was his idea. But they roll out all of Pendergast. She's in this very scandalous outfit. <laughs> she sings this song. The cheese was out of control in this scene. I, I thought was. this movie got away with not a lot of cheese until this moment. Oh, okay. And my eyes were rolling so hard. Really? But it was her kind of salacious way. Salacious. Yeah. Good word. To, hey, I'm all about words. To tell everyone. This was just a free preview. For the main event, log on to www.freeolive.com tonight at 6 p.m. And I know it interferes with the basketball game, but come on. Would you rather be here cheering on the woodchucks or watch me do one? Everyone thinks it's going to be Scandy. Everybody thinks it's going to be Coitus. Take another drink. Coitus. But it turns out it's just her telling the story of what mm. happened in a webcast. Yes. So it's kind of one of those movies where really everything that we were watching was just flashbacks, and she's telling it right now in webcast form. Yeah. So everybody's hearing the story of how she lied to her friend, how she 
Brandon paid her, how that other guy paid her, how the two teachers, like Miss Griffith, is cheating on her husband with Micah, and everything. She comes clean on everything. And here you all are, waiting outside the bedroom door for me to kiss Todd, listening to me pretend to have sex with Brandon, paying me to lie for you, and calling me every name in the book. You know what? It was just like Hester in The Scarlet Letter, except that's the one thing the movies don't tell you. How shitty it feels to be an outcast, warranted or not. I, and I would just like to point out that they brought back the Blue Devil. Oh, was Wood, he back for that Wood, scene? <laughs> Woodchuck Todd is no longer there. It's Blue Devil Todd. Blue Devil Todd. Blue oh, Devil he Todd. changes his forms. Like yeah. A Pokemon. Um, yes. Wow, that was nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> that was nerdy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. No? no? All right. We don't like that. <laughs> well, no, that's totally fine. <laughs> I just didn't see it coming. The Pokemon reference. <laughs> wow. He evolved into Stage two. Blue Devil Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we end with, so so she's been telling the story via webcast, and at one point she does talk about how she just wants a classic 1980s romance, like straight up John Hughes movie. Whatever happened to chivalry? Does it only exist in 80s movies? I want John Cusack holding a boombox outside my window. I want to ride off on a lawnmower with Patrick Dempsey. I want Jake with 16 candles waiting outside the church for me. I want Judd Nelson thrusting his fist into the air because he knows he got me just once. I want my life to be like an 80s movie. Yeah, there were actually a lot of 80s references like to, to rom-coms from the 80s in this movie, which I thought was really cool because I do love... I do love those movies. They are classics. But she makes a reference to John Cusack with the boombox over his yes. head. And at the end of her telling this story of you know, all of Pendergast yep. and the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Blue Devil Todd shows up with oh, I know. some kind of musical item above his head. Yeah, speakers. Yeah. On I, a lawnmower. It, oh, is that how it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there was a really, there was a really, um, like, cheesy but good song playing at the end. I can't remember what the song oh, was. Oh, it's the classic song. Don't you da 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 forget about me. How did you know I love this song? I guessed. I see you've been watching my live webcast. Still going on, you know. Screw them. They've had enough of you. Figuratively speaking. Which is like one of, my, one of my favorite songs because Breakfast Club is one of my favorite all-time movies. I love it. And so whenever that song does come on, I'm just like, ooh. This is a good one. Okay, and and here's where I'm very conflicted over cheese in romantic comedies. Okay. Because that is very cheesy. Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to really, really enjoy it. Yes. But it's just a little too cheesy for me. No. Yeah, and I love the song. I do love the song, Sarah. See, I loved the lawnmower. Oh, shut up. You didn't love the lawnmower. I did. I loved that they rode off into the sunset on a lawnmower. Isn't that a TikTok trend right now where they have a cheesy... Really? Song, and it's like the end to every... Oh, I don't like, know. Like, 90s romantic comedy, and it's just like the, hey, I'll see you next year, Mr. Griffith. And like, <laughs> no, you won't. And then, and then they walk away, and it's... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like every single 
they're making jokes about how cheesy some movies are, and this movie had a cheesy ending song. I'm sorry! But I think it needed it. It needed the cheesy ending. I am so in disagreement with you. Because she just wanted to live in a John Hughes romantic comedy, and she got Who to live that out? Is that doesn't? why? Right. Yeah, and right. also because she deserved her happy ending after going through everything. And that wraps the movie up with a bow. With a bow. A with an A. With an A. Oh. Quick facts. Quick facts. Olive's family are all named after edible things. Her mom is Rosemary, her dad is Dill, her younger brother is Chip, and another unseen sibling is called Kale. Wait, they have a third sibling that we yes. just never see? So like I said, in that scene, in those kitchen scenes, you really need to listen to the conversation that's happening because there's so much that happens in those conversations that you might miss. Wow. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone was nominated for a Golden Globe due to her ridiculously hilarious performance in this movie. She has since been nominated for four more Golden Globes, including one for La La Land. She has also won an Oscar for her role in La La Land. It's hard to say La La Land. <laughs> Emma Stone never went to high school. She was homeschooled from age 12. Penn Badgley also never went to high school. The movie's screenwriter claims to have written the whole thing in five days except for the last ten pages. During the EZA fake sex scene at the party, Emma had an asthma attack while filming. EZA was entirely shot in Oya, California, and not one film set was used. It is an idyllic town known for its orange groves. The director snuck in oranges or the color orange into almost every scene of the movie as a nod to the film's setting. Emma Stone almost didn't star in this movie because she was set to be in another film by Zack Snyder called Sucker Punch. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Emma's real-life brother plays an extra in the scene where Olive and Brandon pretend to have sex at the party. Awkward. Sucker Punch. Emily Browning. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, which it actually didn't do very well. It got very, very criticized. Um, it did not do well at the, at the box office. Well, I remember watching it. I didn't really love it. I could see though that it was a cool role. Idea. Well, the but the role itself, mm-hmm. like Emily Browning and Emma uh, Stone, a little bit of crossover in terms of style. So yep. I think she could have done it. Olive's last name Pendergast is an anagram for pretend shag. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone couldn't make her audition in person, so she did it by Skype, acting out the opening webcam scene. All the webcam and narration scenes were shot in one day. Emma Stone had a 14-hour day of simply staring at a camera and doing every single webcam and narration scene for the entire movie. Every now and then, she would have to walk around outside to stretch her muscles from sitting for so long. Also, the website Olive Broadcasts, her old-school live stream, still exists today. However, it now just takes you to the Sony Pictures page for the movie. Cam Gigandent was in his mid-20s when he appeared in this movie as a high school student. Test audiences had a problem with him being so much older, so the writers added a joke about how his character had been held back. When Olive gets tickets to the foreign movie theater in town, she goes to see a movie in German. This movie is the German version of The Scarlet Letter. While she's there, Rhiannon's parents are visible in the background. Olive references Ferris Bueller the first time when listening to A Pocket Full of Sunshine in the Shower by making a mohawk with her hair while singing. The women and the two kids in the ice cream shop while Olive is talking to Evan are actually the wife and children of director Will Gluck. Jennifer Lawrence originally auditioned for the role of Olive. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I think she could do it. I think she could too. Yeah. One of the protest signs reads Exodus 2014, 
Exodus 2014, is one of the Ten Commandments, and it reads, you shall not commit adultery. You know what I just realized? Hunger what? Games comes out two years after this. So Jennifer Lawrence would have mm. been on her way up? Yeah. Not quite, though. No, I think so. But that cool. did launch her career as well. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if it would have launched her career two, two years ago. I think earlier. it would have, yeah. Interesting. Rhiannon is named after a Fleetwood Mac song of the same name. Definitely a band her parents would have listened to. <laughs> All the members in the Cross Your Heart Club wear a purple rubber bracelet. Emma Stone and Lisa Kudrow co-starred in Paperman in 2009. Emma Stone has said that she's never seen the movie in full. In December 2018, she said in an interview that she's never she's watched some scenes, but never the whole thing. She said, who wants to watch themselves for that long? <laughs> a few Easy A actors also reunited with Gluck uh, for Friends with Benefits. Stone made a brief cameo appearance in this movie, which also starred Clarkson as Justin Timberlake's sassy mom. The director also likes to reference back to his past films. So in Friends with Benefits, keep an eye out for oranges. But another reference is when Mila Kunis's character is waiting for Justin Timberlake's character at the airport. The dr- one driver can be seen holding a sign that reads, Oh, Pendergast. All of Pendergast. Mm-hmm. She was in New York. Natasha Bedingfield's um, Pocketful of Sunshine was chosen because of how annoying it was. <laughs> Easy A was Amanda Bynes' last on-screen appearance. Shortly before the film's release, Bynes tweeted that she planned to retire from acting. She has said uh, that she may return to acting one day. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention is... Amanda Bynes as Marianne. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I think we should play a game. All right. It's called the movies that we missed out on because Amanda Ooh. Bynes okay. dropped off the face of the earth in terms of acting. Okay. I think she was so spectacular in this movie. She was. So this is a alternate universe where all the movies that actually happen, they still exist. It's just which roles okay. would have or could have gone to Amanda Bynes. Okay. Do you have anything for this? Because I can start us off. Uh, sure, I do. I, I Off the top of my head, I think, I yeah, I do have one. Okay, because I'm thinking this movie came out in 2010. I'm thinking 2012. Okay. Yep. Immediately after this, mm-hmm. I think Amanda Bynes needs a departure from Disney, Nickelodeon, all that stuff. We need to get rid of the Amanda Bynes we know and love, much like her co-stars in this movie, yep. Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez. Amanda Bynes would have starred in Spring Breakers. Oh, for sure. Right? Yes. I think it kind of fits the mood, too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So 2012, I think we missed out on her being in Spring Breakers. Mm -hmm. 2014, I'm vibing with the Kingsman. I think she could have played like a quirky villain, maybe kind of like her character here. Remember the Kingsman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. 2016. Okay. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Okay. That is... Okay, it's not the movie that I was thinking of, but yes, absolutely. Instead of Anna Kendrick, instead, I was yes. I was gonna say there are a few movies with both Aubrey Plaza and Anna yeah. Kendrick that I'm like, I think Amanda Bynes could do either of those roles. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then 2017 would have, could have, should have been a big year for Amanda Bynes because she would have reprised her role in the Kingsman sequel, but Margot Robbie was Academy Award nominated for I, Tonya. And I think if you look at Amanda really? Bynes and I, Tonya, the cover, you could almost just copy and paste her right into that. I think that character should have and could have been Amanda Bynes. Okay. Tonya okay. Harding. Hmm. That's what we missed out on. Okay. Come back to acting, Amanda, if if you're okay with it. Yeah. I, I feel like she could have done like um like something like an Amy Schumer kind of thing. Like, I feel pretty. 
She could have done an I feel pretty or like a train wreck or something yes. like that. She definitely could because have. Because she is like, she was a, you know, a Nickelodeon star, but it was a comedy show. Like she was a com- comedian. Yeah. So I think that is kind of down the same lines as Amy Schumer. Um, so I think she could have done any of those movies. What's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is the parents. Cause like, honestly, I, they added so much to this movie. I freaking loved Rosemary and Dill. <laughs> they were my favorite they were my honorable mention i mean i have to say marianne came in a close second but all of his parents were phenomenal in this loved him and now ultimate rewatchability factor i'll go first you always start us off okay so i got chemistry 2.5 okay just because like i i love emma stone but the like the woodchuck Todd. Oh, I think he's hot. Penn's hot. Oh, he's hot. But we just didn't like really. Right. Get there that. wasn't a. There wasn't. There was a connection in the car, and then at the end of the movie. But really, the movie was ultimately about her. Uh, storyline. I'm actually gonna give it a five. Okay. And I'm gonna give the thirst factor a five because although the chemistry, I don't think necessarily was there. Emma Stone is one of my favorites, so she just gets a five automatically imagination 4.5 fun reimagining soundtrack gets a four and cheese gets a three you you took me down in that gymnasium song it would have been a four if not for that for a total score of 24 out of 30 which is a four out of five score okay so i think i have a little differing of um numbers here for you yeah but um okay so chemistry three storyline 4.5 yeah Thirst Factor, three. Ooh. Imagination, 4.5. Okay. Soundtrack, five. Cheese, four. For a total score of 24 out of 30 for a four out of five. Same score. Totally. Just a little different uh, different mix. That is a firm four out of five. It you is. can't convince us otherwise. No, I guess not. Well, I mean, you can, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Easy A. If you are listening to us on Spotify, hey, throw us a follow. On Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And as well, um, if you have any thoughts and opinions about, you know, what we're talking about, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Sydney messaged us the other day saying, request for a movie, Drive Me Crazy. It's a Melissa Joan Hart movie. She said she has very strong opinions on this movie and was wondering if her thoughts were shared. What are your strong opinions? I am so excited now to do this one because I, I want to know. But if my strong opinions are different than your strong opinions? Well, that's a good conversation. We're going to come to that conclusion, Sydney. We'll we'll find out soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening.